This episode was recorded on November 1st, 2020. Hello and welcome to the comic panel. I'm Shawinta. I'm Taylon. I'm Cody. And I'm Jacob. Previously on the comic panel. I, I, I'm just going to say, you should totally read the next volume so you can finally get to see Anna after the time skip. <laughs> now. Too soon. The second cool. volume. The second volume, finally. <laughs> Too soon. We get one of the major characters. <laughs> um, yes. I mean, I can see why it needs all this build-up as far as, like, if I was forced to, like, learn all this through, like, mm. all my dark backstory of the time those three dudes died, it just would not be as, like... Yeah. It's gripping. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, next issue, issue seven, um, Inspector Lunge is interviewing Junkers, and he's like, all right, you were seen in the last three crimes. You know, what's up with that? Uh, you, you do, your job is to open doors, right? And like, um, there, you know, therefore, there must have been several people working together and the dude's just not answering he's like mm-hmm. and uh and it's like and, and inspector's like hey if you if you come you know come forth we'll drop the charges like that and still nothing and then he and then he asks, okay, so who who hired you to do the jobs? And that's when Junkers lost it. Which actually, now that I think about it, it makes sense why he lost it at that question. But yeah, he was like, ah and then and then Tim was like, all right, get out, get out. Now I'll be honest. So he was telling the inspector, get out, everyone, get out. I'll be honest. I was a little annoyed with Tenma at that point. <laughs> because I'm like, what are you, you're, you are obstructing justice right now, okay? Let's get the facts. <laughs> I'm like, I, mean, I, un- I understand. It, so, like, he's I, I mean, it. I yeah, it's that whole thing. It's like always, it's like always that way in police procedurals, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, if we just push him, he'll break soon. But it's also like, in reality, a lot of times, like, all this pressure doesn't always lead to the truth. Yeah. Just because he's having a mental break and he's mm-hmm. willing to talk to you does not mean you are getting information that is actually relevant or no. helpful to the case. And I mean, it's always like I was saying, it's always in the police procedurals too, where the doctor's like, um, you're making my patient scream. This is a hospital. Get out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in charge. You're in charge of finding out the truth. I'm in charge of um, keeping this patient uh from disturbing others and from hurting themselves. Yeah, so Tenma takes him out to the grounds and 
tries to get him to relax and tries to connect with him to some degree. I mean, I don't think Tenma is doing it super deliberately to get the real truth out of him. He's mm. just doing what he knows best, trying to connect with the person there. And the guy kind of opens up to him, you know, uh, it's not directly about the case, but he's like, you know, when I was young, I remember seeing in the toy shop the clock and I really loved it. I was just a kid then. Mm. And so I tried breaking in to get it. Yeah, that was and of course place. I got caught right away. Yeah, I got caught right away. But that led to me developing my good lock picking skills. Mm. All because of that clock. I just wanted that darn clock. You know, that dumb impulse desire for it led to this. Yeah. That what has my life come to? That's how, I, how I've been known. Yeah, and he, and he also says that, Dr. Tenma, you remind me of my father. Well, he he doesn't say that, does he? He says, mm-hmm. um, "Or you're like my dad." You know, you're yeah, we're like the same age, but you feel like my dad mm-hmm. to me, like the way you're treating me. It, you feel like a father to me. <laughs> and then, and then Tenma jokes, he's like, "Well, I've gained quite a large son." <laughs> That's cute. Um, <laughs> yeah, and so that's when. Um, Junkers is like my partners were all killed um, yeah you don't understand how much I can't tell the truth about this yeah and that's where it kind of ends at that scene with Junkers being like you know Did you not read the next chapter? No, I mean, that, I said that's where that scene ends. Okay. I thought <laughs> you meant, like, the whole thing. I was no, like, no. that would really suck if you read this entire thing. You're like, mm, cool, the end. <laughs> no, no. And so and the next scene is uh, the, the goofball uh, doctor, but not lovable goofball, uh, is go- talking with Tenma, and he's like, uh, hey, man, did you, uh, oh, so I have this date or set up for you. All right, you ready to go? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, sure. It's like, all right, you know, you know, make sure you actually go. This is, I've set this up perfectly, you know? And then uh, Tenma sees the clock, and he's like, it's the clock that the dude was talking about, Junkers. And so he goes, gets to that clock, and presumably just skips out on the date. And goes directly <laughs> to uh, Junkers. And I mean, I want doctors that skip out on dates to like, <laughs> yeah, make me feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after I've been hit by a car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so then uh, Junkers is like, "Hey, do you need to use the bathroom or something?" I mean, he just goes not to knock on the door for some reason, and uh, no, no, he says he wants to finally tell the, tell everybody the truth. Oh, like, gotcha. he goes, Mister Policeman, like, where are you? He goes out because he's been being watched by a policeman normally, yeah. and he's looking for the guy. And he's like, I, I want to tell you guys everything. Just bring Doctor Tenma too. Like, I'll feel mm-hmm. okay doing it now. Yeah, I've thought about it. I need to come clean. 
And so, and then that's when he finds that, hey, the cop is not there. Yeah, and that's when Dr. Tenma comes in with the big present, mm-hmm. you know, saying, we're going to go up and see so-and-so, and the nurse is like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And he goes up there and finds the dead cop. Yep. And uh, I think we missed the note, or we, we failed to note that the murders of the uh, Heinemann director and the two other doctors, there were candy wrappers found near the murder. And so then when this cop that was stationed at Junker's door was found dead, there was a candy wrapper next to him. They were like, same guy? Well, I guess, I mean, he doesn't say that, but. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's to tell the audience, but oh yeah, this is related to that. And so he goes... Because, I mean, it was pretty obvious that it was the candies that killed those guys. Mm-hmm. The director and the three, the other two guys. Yeah. Candy they decide to share in that kid's room. Mm-hmm. And so Tenma runs out, runs after drunkers. And they go to... Was it parking garage? And that's where the monster is. All cloaked in shadow and uh junkers on the ground being like no doctor go don't let him don't, don't make him look at you or something like that. don't, don't let him. him see you yeah. and don't get to see him or else he'll target you hmm. yeah which i was like they have like magical powers what you see this person and he just dies is that what's going on here <laughs> it's just the idea that he's so unrelenting mm-hmm. you know the moment you are a threat to him, he can just take you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, it's been quite a while, Doctor. Like, you saved my life nine years ago. And I, <laughs> he's like, what? Johan? Yeah. 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 The fact that he just instantly knows. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, it would have been, I mean, that would have been, bad if he said like somebody else and the guy's like no before that oh man yeah, that would have been really bad. <laughs> do you remember the more important life mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it, the the rest of this chapter is just the uh, the three of them Emma and jump Tenma Junkers and <sighs> Johan talking. I mean, Tenma's trying to get Johan to, like, you don't need to kill this guy. I don't know why you're pointing a gun at him. Mm-hmm. And trying to explain to him. He's trying to explain to him, like, in the most basic of why he doesn't need to kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, Johan shoots him anyway. Mm-hmm. What I thought was interesting was, like, um... Well, he, he was trying to appeal to his humanity. He was like, wait, you are Johan, Johan Lieber, son of Michael Lieber, who was a German trade advisor. That's what he was. Um, and you crossed the wall in 1986. And he was like, I haven't been called that in a long time. That isn't my real name. Um... And so that's when he answers, like, hey, I'm actually the one who killed 
the three dudes before that got you to where you are now. Yeah, no, you're I welcome. I really think of you like I think of you like my father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was weird that he used the same terminology, or described in the same way. Um, yeah, he was like, after saving you, I realized that all people's lives are equal. And 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 thinking back, I was gonna say like, it's interesting he didn't say like. If I had that mentality, you would not be here right now. You would not be alive. But like, I don't know if that would have mattered to Johan. Yeah, I don't think it would have, because it they are pretty heavy-handed with like, life means nothing, absolutely nothing. So it's like. The same amount of thought you put into, like, stepping on an ant is the thought that he puts into killing people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, it, yeah, so I only did what you want to happen. And then Junkers dies, and then he's like, I should have died back then. But you saved me. And that's... It's all thanks to you. Yep. You brought me back to life. And that's when he sees him. And I don't know. I got a real JoJo vibe from this dude. It's... I, I, can, I can see it. I, can, I understand where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely like later, but it's, it's there. Yeah. But yeah, so we see his face and he's like, no scars, like... Of course, he's the guy you wouldn't expect to be a serial killer. <laughs> Maybe I wouldn't. He almost, he almost looks... Well, the thing is about him is it's kind of creepy how unassuming he looks. In, not unassuming, because then he would look average, but he's very pristine, very pretty, kind of put together looking. Well-groomed. Yeah. Uh, and so it's almost unnerving. He just smiles at him as he leaves after shooting that man in front of him. Yeah. Uh, so, it's creepy how pretty he is. So he's... Yeah. Tenma's just like, uh... Okay. <laughs> and he goes back to report this to Inspector Lunge. And then he's like, let's uh, recap what... For the audience, let's recap what happened in this yeah, story. Yeah, Okay, but can I say the fact that he's like, Dr. Lunge is like, or like going to Dr. Dr. Lunge, going to Inspector Lunge and being like, do you remember those kids you couldn't find? <laughs> and you just have never been able to find for the last year, nine years? Mm -hmm. Well, they're doing those murders that you can't solve. Mm -hmm. So good luck doing both of those things. Now. <laughs> <laughs> But at least, like, the, the inspector is, like, suitably, like, suspicious. Because it's like, this is, like, a really weird story to make up. But it would be weirder if it was true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, again, he was, like, a kid. Nine years old, maybe? Or, or, yeah, it's like, how do 11. You... 11? Oh, okay. Like, I mean... how does he get all the poison together? Because, like, they yeah. say it has to be... 
like a really specific amount supposedly and then like how did how does he know that that's the candy that they will eat and how does he know that they're the only ones who are gonna it's like all at 11 which made me start thinking is this like this kid is like the winter soldier from like east (laughs) germany where it's like he's like they implanted this possible defector with a sleeper cell kid the way the way Shalita was jumping around, I thought she knew the answer. I mean, I do know the answer. I know entirely the answer. Um, that's that's kind of why I didn't want to get into it too much. But I mean, that kind of sucks, isn't it? Like, man, I wonder what's going on. Well, let's not think about. It. Let's not talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like the more I think about it, like the amount of stuff that had to go right. For the murders to go, like, like I literally seem... said before, like this, the amount of like suspension of disbelief we have to have for this is very interesting. And all done by like an eleven-year-old who just got shot in the head, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. unless it's not his kid, like th- mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, like that kid got replaced, and it's like a secret soviet program was to grow copies of all of your like diplomats kids so that if you needed to you could like put them in and then kill them afterwards i guess i i was like the fact that he was 11 and did this just seems to me like he was already predisposed to do it like he had i don't know trained like like he didn't just wake up and suddenly know how to do that that's what I'm saying, like Soviet, like Winter Soldier kids. <laughs> I mean, we we should say, I mean, like, well, I mean, there's totally been 11-year-olds that have murdered people. But like you're saying, it's specifically this method. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's, I mean, obviously, like, nitric acid doesn't have to be that precise. It just has to be, like, put some acid in there, and it's bad. It's bad. Uh, but it's, like, in the candy, and then, like, how does he get a hold of the, the nitric acid and then, like, put it in the candy so that they won't notice that there's acid think, in the candy? I think despite knowing the answer to, like, their backstories, I don't actually know how Johan recollects what happened with the director and all that in the candy. I don't know that specific scene. I don't know how he says it went down, you know, how he did it. So I think the part that bothers me the most is that was just a random package the director picked up, it feels like. (laughs) Which to me... Yeah, like, I can believe it. Like, if he... It was somebody else who sent the package. I mean, that's what I thought at first, but then it's like, okay, in a possibly, like, politically motivated... uh, murders like i don't feel like the the police would just allow all of these like possibly poisoned packages into the room like they well, have to be testing it i was like yeah well obviously now i don't i don't <laughs> think they would i so like we said already they were like eh, maybe political but kind of seems like a robbery i still don't understand like, that so they weren't i like who's gonna take the time and police effort in like 1986 to like test packages before they go into this kid's room. Uh, 
don't know. I'm still like, I feel like they should treat it way more political, like off the bat. But, I mean, like, yeah, I, I, I totally think. Like, yeah, it's, it's just an error, just like, human ah, error. On that's their robbery. Part. Then sure, but then also like somebody should be checking on that because th- th- it's still like they are witnesses to the crime, and it's like if you are the criminal who did it, it's like oh. I don't want there to be witnesses anymore, so why don't I have there not be any witnesses by murder? <laughs> so it's like, they should probably still be protecting those kids, but then it, I, I guess it doesn't matter because it was the kids? Or the I mean, kid? the kids literally disappear like the day <laughs> that, you know, this all happens. So is... Okay, this might be obviously she went to you know the answer because you read it, but is it just uh Johan that did the crime, or do we think it's Anna as well? I thought it was just Johan. But mainly because I wasn't Anna was nowhere to be seen, so I was like, Oh, where is she now? Because I, I don't but know like, he, said, <laughs> he said something to me that made me think that he is not in touch with this. Yeah, that's true. But it's just like for like the, the parent murder, where it's like the wound that Johan has is like would be very difficult to self inflict, but like it's possible. And then like but if you're gonna kill the parents and then try to kill himself, unless he knew he wasn't gonna die, uh then why would you leave your sister alive? I, I, I honestly, like, rationalize that to myself as, like, all right, we're going to kill the parents, obviously. We're going to shoot... We're going to shoot the the son because it's a guy, so, yeah. And then we're going to leave the girl alive because why would we kill a girl? Okay, but uh, you yes. already killed the wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, but again, she's an adult. Like... Okay, but the, and he's an eleven-year-old boy. <laughs> like the only other way I could see it is that, like, if it did happen, then like the Johan kills the parents, and then like starts to clean up for the crime, and then the sister like sneaks up on him, shoots him, but then like she wouldn't be like because they mentioned like the gun is like cleaned professionally. And if that's the case, then unless she was also in on it, she wouldn't have cleaned up the gun. Gotcha. Soviet sleeper agent against Soviet sleeper agent. I keep, like, I'm thinking, (laughs) and it's like, none of it adds up because I don't have all the pieces. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I I was, um, I kind of slightly based on what Shawenta said a little bit, I was um, inclined to believe that uh, the sister was in on it, too. Like, because, I mean, like, they both went... Wonderful. (laughs) Anyway, as I was saying, um, they both went missing... Um, so I just, you know, it's not like they went missing different places, probably. So they probably stayed together the entire time and 
It's not like he's, like, just protecting her and he thinks, like, you know, he's an accounting or something. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I like it, though, because, like, not everything I read makes me, like, try to theorize like this, but it's... Mm. It's just kind of weird. Where it's it, like, it leads to the... It leads to the feeling that, like, is the answer really going to pay off in what these, like, <laughs> threads are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of like, man, like, we just find out who this who this guy is at the end. It's like... I mean, he is the villain. He is mm-hmm. the uh, titular monster. Yes. Yeah. It was, uh... It was surprising, though. Definitely. I was, like, didn't think that that's where it was gonna go. I was like, okay, who's the bad guy that took the kids and killed the people? Never thought it'd be the kids. You always gotta suspect twins. (laughs) Twins are bad news. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. So, I mean... (laughs) Terror twins. Wanda. So, I mean, they're 20 now. And Pietro... I'm trying to remember. They're, I think they're either tw- they're they're twenty twenty one around really? now oh, at the yeah. time skip. I mean, isn't that crazy? Nine years. Yeah, they're like college age. Um, I did read like the next chapter, so it's like yeah, they're about that age. I guess. Although, I mean, the way Johan dresses, I'm like college professor <laughs> looking. It's. <laughs> It's just weird to me that, like, it, this must be, like, a super high-profile disappearance of these two kids who, uh, parents were murdered, and then they disappeared with no trace, and nobody ever found them, but they're just, like, around in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, Johan is just, like, out doing crimes, and Anna is possibly assisting or not or uninvolved but it's like how does nobody notice where they are and who they are Mm. it's just like hi i'm joe fake name uh don't worry that i look like that person who went missing like nine years ago don't worry about it it does happen though (laughs) i mean they had what is it the one kid who was kidnapped and was like kept in what was it, like a house three doors down for like how many years? And just like, he would like, he was allowed to walk around or something, but they just never went home. Like, I feel like that's just like, they don't want to find that kid. I don't know what that kid did, but. I should say as far as the like <laughs> making, like I do think it's high profile case, the fact that these kids disappeared after like there was such publicity over them like surviving. But I, I don't think the f- I mean, I just feel like there's a lot of different crimes probably happening at the time between West Germany and East Germany that, like, it's not alone. Hold on, give me a second. I've got a comparison here that might work or not. I don't know. I I just feel Uh, like they made such a big deal about Father coming over from East Germany that it does seem odd to me that... There's not like a 
a day of more people day don't seem to care. Yeah. A day ow, of, ow, a day no. Of remembrance God, for no. The missing children. Lieber I don't. I don't think so. Oh, like the way. Okay, the comparison I was gonna make that doesn't really work because timelines don't match. But it's like John Benet Ramsey, uh, like died in nineteen ninety six, and it's like if she was just like instead of dying was just like kidnapped, disappeared, and was just like walking around in Colorado. Or it's like, yeah, don't worry that I look like that, uh, like six year old who went missing. Don't I- worry about it. I mean, I think the fact that, like, it's, the fact that it's the same city, it seems like, is the part that really makes it, it's not even like they went to, like, a different city, uh, freaking, (laughs) they're just, like, same city, nine years, Mm -hmm. possibly. It's like, where were they when they were, like, when they were 11, and, like, he was recovering from brain surgery still? Like, what happens? Yeah, his recovery is just like, it's the greatest recovery ever. <laughs> like, where did they stay? Was somebody helping them? Was it... It was their handler. Like, I can't, I can't... Maybe that would make more sense than just like two 11-year-olds making it work, one who just had brain surgery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, the thing and that can't, I guess like, I wonder... can't even stay in the same room as each other. Like, they freaked out the first time they saw each other, and now they're just, like, going out to the I, countryside? I don't... I do think that part's really interesting if we look back at the freak out, because they go, oh my god, look at how touching this reunion is, and Anna is, like, screaming her head off, where Johan is like, come to me, He's and, like, like yeah, crying. like, reaching out, but it's like... And crying, yeah, and he looks... That's, like, one of the few times I think he looks like he genuinely has some emotion there of, like, upset. But then in comparison, Anna is, like, so... She literally is hysterical in this situation where she has to be taken away. You know, I just had the thought, and I'm not sure if I would agree with this or not, but, like, she freaked out to me in a similar way that Junkers freaked out. And so I was thinking, like, oh, does she know about her brother? Like how I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to make that parallel. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're literally trying to push the idea that he is a monster, so. Yeah. Did he become a monster? It seems like even when. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. When once it was revealed there was him, I kind of imagined that it was um you know, a Phineas Gage situation. Like, the the bullet wound was what made him, mm. you know, not good. But, I don't know. Okay. Never concerned. I mean, they said it was taken out really well. Like, flawlessly. I mean, yeah, but that still yeah. does damage. Yeah, that's true. Like, it still was in there. <laughs> like, it didn't just, like... Well, that's not, <laughs> good that's thing not it avoided any, you. like... <laughs> Good thing it avoided all the like important parts of my brain, <laughs> the extra fluff brain part. Yeah, all that's all those parts of the brain you just don't need. Uh, but yeah, but then like that makes it at least to me it would feel um, unfulfilling if it was just like yeah, just some random guy who broke in and murdered, <laughs> and then 
Yeah, I mean, it's got to do, do something with like, it's got to do something <laughs> with like, the fact that they're in West Germany. God, forget it, getting the mix up. Sorry, East Germany. Oh wait, oh. Yeah, like they, they're defectors. It's like, mm-hmm. like it's, it I, has to be like <laughs> something po- like politically related. Right. Like it just it has yeah. to be. Okay, okay, okay. In I mean, so in final conclusions, because we're just gonna keep going in circles about this. How did you guys feel about it? I thought it was good. Good. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's definitely engaging. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I found it engaging. I, I think I, that um I was more oh, kind of surprised that so you chose this book for November being and November's being uh, the villain highlight month that we're doing. And I was like the villains at the end <laughs> See, I like I I kind of knew that it would be towards the end, but I thought it would be like toward because I have a big version of the book, oh, yeah. so it's ah. more towards the middle of the. It's the. I think it's the perfect edition, so I think mm. he's introduced towards the middle. Gotcha. I mean, it. It's still. I do think that. Um, I mean, we. Even though we don't know till the end that it's him who did it. Yeah. That's that he did that murder. We still see the effects of his villainy. And he's being set up as a very big villain. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what was what were you gonna say about this, Cody? Oh man. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. (laughs) Stop it. You might think you guys actually can hear him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That sucks. He was like talking while you were talking to Lana. So like, Cody obviously has something to say. Wait, what what just happened though? (laughs) (laughs) so cody we we haven't been able to hear you for a little bit yeah no i know i mean like basically i i saw that i got disconnected and so i was just waiting until i reconnected so that's all (laughs) okay good you didn't see oh yeah what the facade you two put up (laughs) yeah we were were saying yes we agree it's like, yeah, started going uh, my head, like, huh, interesting. They were putting in some filler content of them yeah. agreeing with you. Yeah, just I for, see. like, whatever you said, and then in post, you just put it together, and it sounds like we're all good. <laughs> Unless I said something totally, like, <laughs> totally nonsensical. Had a 50-50. Had to, had to do something. Yeah, I know. No, um, I think... All I was going to end up saying, though, was that um, I liked the book. Um, it, it was engaging. Um, there was something about it, and I don't really know exactly, but it was just like something felt a little bit lacking for me. Maybe, I think it was maybe the characters were a little bit like, I wouldn't say that they were like one-dimensional, 
but like certain ones could have used a little bit more. They, yeah, I mean, we talked about this before already. I do think that like there's this premise for these characters, and then it's just not being explored that much yet, which kind of sucks when this is a first volume that's like supposed to get you into it. Mm Hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't But that's doesn't they're they're not doing a super strong job of like hinting that there's going to be more to their character than this. Mhm. Yeah. I feel like Yeah, I definitely feel that. Um Yeah, and then I don't know if we've started talking about artwork, but I'll go ahead and jump into that. Um you know, it's it's uh Naoki Irasawa, basically, uh, it feels very similar to the style that of the other book that we read. You know, there's not much change, so yeah. there's not much more to say about it. It's just it is what it is, and it's it's good. I think I do like his style for Pluto more, and it. I mean, it is a later work, so it might be a little bit more. Mm. Uh, but I. I I think because he's chosen a realistic setting, he's also trying to go for a certain, like, look. Like you were saying, though, it's not that different. It's definitely, it's his style. These are the style of characters he tends to draw. But in some ways, it does feel a little bit like we don't get a wide berth of character designs because it's set in this one historical, realistic area. Mm-hmm. But also, we haven't been introduced to, like, a ton of the characters, so. Yeah. So, so are you saying that, that that's, like, speaking in the earlier part of the book, or reaching the end, we haven't read, we re- met a lot of the characters? Yeah, no, we haven't met, like, a ton of the characters oh. that are important to the story in this first volume. Which, I mean, once again, is kind of like, uh, it's the first volume, man. You gotta kind of, you gotta get us in there and, you know, promise us this sort of story. Yeah. It is one of his earlier works than Pluto, so, I oh, mean, no. that's like. And also the fact that Pluto, I mean, he's designing robots who are based on actual, like, designs done by somebody else, but he's putting his spin on it. But still, also, it's this futuristic society, so I feel like there's a lot more he feels he can do that's, like, visually engaging. Mm-hmm. Just pretty decent yeah. at, like, human drama, though. The little moments with, like, Eva. Just, like, uh... mm-hmm. Can't wait for more Eva. <laughs> oh, no, she, she's not gone? I mean, she probably still goes around the hospital because that's like, it seems like those. That's like the three places she spends time at is dad's house, hospital, shopping, and that's like all we see her do. And now she doesn't have her dad's house, and she doesn't have her dad's money. So, I hope she find. I hope she latches on to some rich dude. I'm sure she hopes so too. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I, want I, was... her, I don't want a repeat of that scene at the diner. That, that's what... I, I guess like I'm 
I'm stuck on like her Don't being Don't be too a pawn. desperate, Eva. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm stuck on her being a pawn, so I feel like kind of bad for her, but at the same time, like even if she isn't a pawn, she is probably left pretty rudderless by this. Mm-hmm. Where like that two week period where you drop like all uh you drop Tenma and then you get with this other doctor and then the reason why these doctors are probably staying with you also drops and then Kenma won't take you back. So what do you do then? Like Dr. Norton might take you back, but also like the reason why he stuck up with you was probably your dad. Yeah. And you don't have the greatest personality. <laughs> like Kenma at least seemed to actually like you for some reason, but uh <laughs> That that's just because he he was a fool. That that was it. So he just kind of tries to get along with everybody mm. at that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I he's mean, also being a doormat because, like, yeah, the dad's like, "You're gonna have to stop your research, that thing you care about and came here for," and he's like, "Okay." But I mean, yeah, as bad as I feel for her, she'll probably find somebody because, like. Even though she has like zero personality outside of like being her father's stoolie, uh, I know there are like rich guys out there who could care less about what your personality She's, is. <laughs> she seems pretty within the universe, and she seems like she knows how to be political. That's all you need for maneuvering. Like, yeah. I mean, I i've forgotten what happened to her what's happened to her since then and like what happens to her next so i'm going to say like i feel like because she was so distraught by her father's like death i don't think she's gotten back onto her feet and like because she didn't get back under her feet really quick i think she kind of loses out on a lot of stuff like you were saying like probably spends a bunch of money stupidly or something that's Mm. how i feel like what's gonna happen with her okay Okay. I mean, yeah, I would believe that because, like, once her father I, dies, I mean, Tenma's imagine... doing really good. <laughs> what she's just going to be out there living a happy life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Tenma goes here. She goes here. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I could see like she is like plotting to bring down Tenma because she thinks that he what? killed her dad. Because, like, that'd be, I guess... That'd I be know, really interesting. I don't know how, like, wide it is that, like, he, that he has an alibi. Or that, like, if people believe his alibi. Because alibi I mean, for this is just, I was too drunk, I couldn't have done it. I think the fact that she's so... Maybe in the last... I feel like at first she would probably be, like, it's Tenma. I, like, could roll him over like a dog, like, constantly. Like, yeah, like, had her suddenly just gonna fight finger. back like that. Mm-hmm. Uh he doesn't have it in him to be that kind of person. Like, look at how easily we were able to take advantage of him. And then I feel like maybe the bitterness of her situation over nine years and how great he's doing is totally going to become like, yeah, she's like, wait a second. You're even, even if she doesn't think that he did it, it's his fault. Like, yeah, he's done really good since then. His life has only gotten better and hers like narratively has to have gotten worse. But, anyway, yeah, once, once I like again, it. It's I, good. I'm, I actually, uh, <laughs> last time I read it, I was like, I like this, and I really like his stuff usually. 
but this isn't as good as Pluto, so I'm not super interested in continuing it. Like, I'm, I'll do it in my own time. I'm not feeling that compelled to. And then this time, I think reading it again and finally being able to understand, like, more of the through line that's happening, I really want to read the rest. And I kind of want to read it all in one go now. <laughs> this has been the comic panel. I'm Shawenta. I'm Taylon. I'm Cody. And I'm Jacob. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You can catch us on Mondays, 5 to 7 p.m. on KSUA 91.5 FM, The People's Radio. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Comic Panel, It's Comic Time. Or you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore comic underscore panel, or like our Facebook page at It's Comic Time. Have a great rest of your day.